0: Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock Podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. We declare our faith is going to another level in the name of Jesus. Things I wasn't been able to believe for, I'm going to be able to receive it today. If there's anything been held up my faith is going to another level today i'm going to believe on a whole nother level today in the name of jesus because i believe in your love for me i believe you want us to have the best in the name of jesus and father we praise you and we thank you for it not just the best for ourselves the best so that we can be a blessing to people around us so that our homes are not the same anymore so that our communities are not the same anymore so that the churches and the places where we worship it all goes to another level because our faith is going to another level in our heavenly father who's given us abundantly all things to enjoy in jesus name amen hallelujah thank you jesus amen i want to tell you this morning the way you get more The way you receive more in this life is you have more manifestations in your life of the prayer faith. Amen. Go over here to Romans. You got to know more is available first. And I'm going to talk to you about your prayer life this morning. And we've been looking in the word of God. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. And it's for all nations. I'm going to say this again uh, uh, in the book entitled Why Revival Terrorist. And um, I think the author's name is told you, He said that a praying man has stopped sinning and a sinning man has stopped praying. Amen. Amen. Prayer is communication with God and it's your fellowship time with him. Amen. Your group can determine how you live. Amen. And if you spend time fellowshipping with the father, Amen. That's a good group. When you look at Jesus' life, that is a life of a person that is fellowshipping with the Heavenly Father. When you fellowship with the Heavenly Father and you fellowship in prayer, there's going to be signs and wonders and miracles in your life. Amen. I'm going to say that again. If you want more to show up, <laughs> you've got to learn how to call on the Lord. Amen. I'm going to say that again. If you want more to show up in your life, it's going to be based on your personal relationship with your heavenly father through Jesus Christ. And Minister Caleb was talking about the prodigal son. He had two sons. Amen. And the more was going to show up or not show up based on their relationship with their father. Amen. That's why that is put, pl- that's why that parable is put in the Bible. Your relationship with your heavenly father determines the abundance of your life. Amen. It determines the abundance of your life. It determines what you receive in this life. Jesus said, I can do nothing except the Father do it through me. Amen. Amen. So when you look at the life of Jesus Christ, you look at the signs, you look at the miracles, you look at the teaching, you're looking at the preaching. He said, I don't do anything unless I hear it from my Father. Amen. And he did so many manifestations, the Bible said, that could the books, And the volumes of books could not record what father did through him. If you want to have more in this life, it's going to be based on your relationship with your heavenly father. When the disciples asked to learn how to pray, they were looking at the manifestations. And they saw that his relationship with his father, his heavenly father, was producing signs and wonders and miracles and blessing and increase everywhere he went. Praise God. That's why Jesus said your life is going to be like a river of living water. You're going to be a flow everywhere you go because the Father is flowing through you with signs, wonders, and miracles. But it's all based on how you talk to the Father. Every day you get up, the first person you need to talk to is the one that woke you up. It wasn't your alarm clock. It wasn't your mate that woke you up. It wasn't that you had something to do excited that woke you up. The Bible said that Jesus was touched every morning. He said, he wakened me morning by morning. And the Bible said, in him we live and move and have our being. So if you're moving this morning, you are a miracle because you've been touched by God. But you've been touched by God to hear the voice of God so that you will know what to do, praise God. Every step of the way, you're supposed to know what to do. How do you know what to do? Because you're in constant fellowship with him. You're in constant prayer with him. You're constantly talking to him. And he's constantly providing you instruction for your life. Nobody should be lost in this life. Nobody should be confused in this life. Nobody should be worrying if you're talking to the heavenly Father. Because he said, cast all your cares upon me because I care about you. So you should be living a carefree life because I've given that to the Father. I'm here to, he says, I'm here to work every need you have, every provision you'll ever need. I'm here to give it to you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son in John 3:16, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Ye. Amen. You are done perishing, amen, if your life is in the hands of the Father. You're done perishing. You're done perishing in your mind, your body, and spirit. Perishing is over with. Matter of fact, you've been preserved. You've been kept by the power of God. Amen. The Bible said I'm being kept. That means you've been preserved because he delivered you from perishing. Amen. Have you ever heard of perishing, non-perishable goods? That's stuff that can sit on the shelf a long time amen, and not deteriorate. Come on now. It can sit on the shelf a long time and not deteriorate. Well, God says he doesn't want you deteriorating. He doesn't want you deteriorating in your peace. He doesn't want you deteriorating in your joy. He doesn't want you deteriorating in your mind. He doesn't want you deteriorating in your spirit. And every day he's renewing your strength. Come on now. He said, I'm going to renew your strength like the eagle. He said, young men's heart can fail them. But but as for you, it won't matter your age. I renew your youth like the eagle. I cause you to mount up with wings like eagles, and I cause you to run and not be weary because I delivered you from perishing. Somebody ought to give God some praise this morning. I'm delivered from what's going on around me. A thousand can fall at one side and 10,000 at the other side. But I'm not perishing, praise God, because I'm hooked up to divinity. I'm hooked up to the miraculous power of God. Amen. If you hooked up, praise God. You live in the best days of your life. I don't care what's going on around you. If you hooked up, you live in the best days of your life. If you believe in Jesus, then you've been delivered from perishing. Praise God. We're supposed to be living the best days of our life right now. There's more increase than you are currently experiencing. There's more peace than you are currently experiencing. There's more joy. The Bible calls it joy unspeakable. God can fix you where you can't even talk about it. He can set you on high where you can't even talk about it. He can expand you where you can't even explain it. He can prosper you when you don't have an excuse for why you've been brought out of darkness. I love David. He lifted me out of the pit, set my feet on a solid fire, and steadied my going. When God changed your life like that, people around you don't know you anymore. The man that was running and leaping was once lame at the temple, but God did a miracle in his life, and people didn't realize who he was. Well, praise God, we're still living in those days. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You ought to shout, God's doing the work in my life. (laughs) Yes, he is. Look over here in Romans chapter 8. We're talking about more this morning. But you got to get it through intercession. You got to say something. You ought to be praying all day long. I came here to tell you, you ought to be talking to the Father all day long. Amen. 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 The Bible says in Proverbs, in all your ways acknowledge him. In all your ways acknowledge him. There's never supposed to be a way that you're not talking to the Father. Why? Because every moment of your life there's supposed to be intervention. Every moment of your life there's supposed to be intervention. Every moment of your life God's supposed to be doing a miraculous intervention in your life. Miracle means God is intervening in your life. I was reading this morning Psalm 75 verse 1. He said we know he loves us Because of the miracles he does for us. Amen. I know he loves me because he's healed my body. I know he's loved me because he's delivered me from the power of sin. I know he loves me because he has blessed me. I know he loves me because I got a sound mind. I know he loves me because he's delivered me from every evil work. He's constantly intervening in my life. He's intervening when I'm driving down the interstate. Amen, I ain't worried about something coming in my lane because the angels encamp around about me. I'm not worried about Corona today. Why? Because he's delivered me from every evil work. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. He's keeping me because he loves me. When you believe in him, the power will work. And you'll believe in him more if you talk to him. One of the weakest ministers in the church today is the prayer ministry. We looked at Matthew 21 this Wednesday night, and he said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. When he's talking about a house, he's talking about his family. Yeah. What happened in the prodigal son? No, that It was a poor house of prayer. Wow. That's what happened in the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, Minister Caleb just referred to. Nobody was talking to the daddy. The daddy was loaded. The daddy had servants. The daddy could give you your inheritance and still be rich once he gave you his stuff. He was loaded. And even if you spent everything he had and wasted it, he still had more when you came back. Come on now. He still could reload you all over again. After you have messed up and slipped up and fell down and stumbled and failed. he can still pick you up. He can still make it look like you've never been broke a day in your life. He can still make you look like royalty. He can still make you look like a king in spite of all your mistakes. If you have a relationship with him. When you mess up, you don't run away from God. You don't run away from his house. house. The church is the house of the living God. You don't run away from him. You run to him. You never run away. You run to him. Because he can fix it. Romans chapter 8. If you want more, you're going to have to pray more. You want manifestations, you're going to have to pray more. If you want more miracles, you're going to have to pray more. You're going to have more increase, you're going to have to pray more. If you want to see miracles, you're going to have to talk to the Father more than you're currently talking to him. The weakest minister in the church is talking to Daddy. (laughs) <laughs> That's how the devil wanted in people's normal house. The yeah. dad is talked to less than anybody in the house. Uh-huh. Same <laughs> man to that. Yeah. Same <laughs> man to that. <laughs> dad is talked to less than anybody in the house. Yeah. There you quiet because I done went to your house, didn't I? <laughs> Messing with your address. It doesn't matter what happens in your natural house. But when it comes to the house of God, you got to change everything. You got to look at the life of Jesus Christ. First thing he did got him talk to God. In Mark chapter one verse thirty-five, the first thing he did when he got up, the first thing he did when he got up in the morning, because he knew more depended on talking to the Father. More. See, I could have had more today. That I'm currently experiencing. Because he says. I daily load you with benefits. He said you're supposed to say. Every day to the father. I'm taking this day. Amen. My daily bread. You're supposed to talk about your supply every day. Amen. If you're a person. If you don't want to just shout about more. But if you want to experience more. You need to talk to the father more. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. He should have been the first one you talk to in the morning. And the f- last one you talked to in the day, I want to thank you. It's been a good day. <laughs> I want to thank you. You've been God today. You've been my father today. You kept my house and kept my family. You provided for us all day long. You've been a good protector. You've been a good provider. You've been a good deliverer. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And I want to thank you. You're going to watch over me all night long. Because the Bible says you give your beloved sleep. You ought to be able to go to sleep at night. Get touched in the morning. And provide for all day long. Through your relationship with the Father. Notice the Father couldn't have a good relationship with the sons. He was there for them. Stored story the prodigal son, he was there for them. One thought he was a servant. Another thought just daddy just loaded, I'm just going to get the stuff and go. I want his stuff, I don't want him. (laughs) That's what what the younger boy got in trouble for. I want the stuff, but I don't want him. The other one thought the stuff is not available. I got to perform. No, the Bible said you've already been blessed with every every spiritual blessing. Every one of them. You're not performing to attain. The church needs to be a taking church. I'll talk to you about that more in a minute. It ought to be a taking church because he was telling the eldest son, you should have been taken more than you was taken. And if you ever run out of anything, it's because you left you left your source. Amen. You left the soul. You left the love of your soul. You left the source of supply. If you ever run out of peace, you just left the source. If you got, if you got worry instead of peace, you left the source. If you got more sickness than you got healing. You left the source. You got more bills than you got provision. You left the source. Amen. No financial no financial needs should get the church upset because I'm going to read you something right here in the Word of God. In Romans chapter 8, everybody there? Because I'm already provided for and so are you. But you got to take what's been made available. And the way you take it, you take it with a prayer of faith. Amen. You got to say you take it. I'm taking healing. Amen. People talk about taking the flu. Seems like I'm getting the flu. You just took it. Why don't you say, I'm taking healing? Instead of talking about his flu season, why don't you talk about his healing season? Today, yesterday, and forever. If you talk about sickness more than you talk about healing, you disconnected. Say amen today. You ought to be talking about the healing power of God more than you're talking about COVID-19. <laughs> you ought to be talking about healing more. You ought to be talking more about what the Father is doing instead of what the world is doing and what the enemy is doing. Amen? If you're going to receive more, you're going to have to talk about what's available more. Look what it says right here in Romans chapter 8. I'll probably start here in verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good. Amen. We know that when, when we talk about things, I'm going to help you with that. We're not talking about train wrecks, accidents tragedies. When the Bible is talking about things, it's talking about God's things. Amen. Let me help you with that. It ain't talking about the things people are going through. We're talking about God. See, God did not write the Bible to talk about the world's things. He wrote the Bible to talk about his things. Amen. And we're talking about all things. We're talking about all things that he have provided for you. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And they're designed to work in your life. Amen, to produce Christ's likeness Amen. Amen, all the things that God is working in my life and your life is to produce the image of Christ in you and I. Amen, Amen. the reason why he's causing all things to work in your life and cause us to stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Amen, he's got to work in you. Amen, what it says right here, and, and this is tied to praying in the spirit too. It says, we know that all things work together for good for them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. That means God wants every purpose he's planned for your life to come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And and praise God, you're going to to stay in close communication with him. You're going to have to talk to him about everything. It says, pray about everything and worry about nothing. That's what it said, pray about everything. And God says, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, you can talk to him about it. He wants to be in constant communication with us. All your ways acknowledge him, and he promised to do what? So that that, that if he's promised to direct my path, then that means divine intervention is happening in my life all the time, so I'm a walking miracle. All a miracle means the supernatural is involved in your everyday life. It's the intervention of divine power in the ordinary course of nature. And if you don't want to be ordinary, then you need to talk to the extraordinary every day. Amen. If you don't want to be ordinary, you need to be involved with the extraordinary every day. When you get up in the morning, you have an extraordinary conversation with your heavenly father. Get ready for an extraordinary day. Amen, Amen. Amen. praise God. The church needs to talk to God more. He said, my house ought to be called a house of prayer. God's children, I don't even want to say Christians, God's children, the weakest ministry and task in their life is prayer. If the church was having divine intervention. It wouldn't be responding the way it responds every time it looks like some coming on this planet if they was acknowledging God in all their ways they wouldn't be going some of the ways they going I'm gonna say that again if they was acknowledging God in all their ways they wouldn't have the ways they have it because if I acknowledge him about this way and it's not his will. He would have told me no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people act like we can't look at ways. Preaching real good right now. Yeah. And determine whether people are acknowledging God. Amen. Because God never directs you counter to his word. Amen. And we're skillful in the word enough to know when somebody done turned away that it ain't God. And a lot of times we don't want, you know, they said, don't ask because they may tell you no. I ain't asking about this. Already know what the answer is. Let me just go and get forgiveness because I know I'm not going to get permission. That's how a lot of believers live. And that can be a dangerous lifestyle. When the Bible says in all in Romans and in Proverbs chapter 3, all your ways acknowledge him. All of them. That's in the book. And let him direct your path. And if he directs your path, the Bible said the path of the righteous. Righteous <laughs> righteous means that what he has for me, I'm staying on course. I'm staying on course to his plan. I'm staying on course to his plan. Righteousness is staying on course for the direction that he gave me. I'm not changing what I know. I'm not changing the direction I know. Some things is just fixed. Amen. And if I just let the stuff stay fixed, this fixed, don't go change it and inject something wrong in it. Let it stay fixed. Let me look at this again. He says right here, he called us according to his purpose. Look at verse 29. Whom he foreknew, who he did foreknow, God has always known you. He did also predestine, which means he's got a future plan for me, to be conformed to the image of what? So Jesus, God is trying to get me to look like, in our weekly reading, the Bible said there's Christ in you. Work, Christ working in you, living through you, talking through you. His anointing is living through me, talking through me. Amen. I no longer live, but Christ is living in me. And if Christ is living in me, that's a total different lifestyle than the world is living. Amen. So I have to decrease and let him increase. That's what John the Baptist said. I got to let the will of the Father come through me every breath I take, every decision I make. I have to let him live through me. That is the plan of God. So people don't see who I used to be. They see the image of the son perfected in me. If I'm really pursuing this. And God said I got to work all things in you. I got to work I got to work some miracles in you. To get Christ manifesting through you. I'm going to have to take some things out of you. I'm going to have to take some thoughts out of me. And some thoughts got to come out of you. Some ways got to come out of me. And some ways got to come out of you. Look at your neighbor and say, You're going to have to change. Have to change. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. I know you got really shaky on that one, but praise God. That's okay. You're going to have to change up in here. Because the will of God is to conform me and you to the image of His Son. Not tomorrow. <laughs> today, man. <baby. laughs> say, I understand it better by and by. It. No, I understand it today. By and by, may a lot can happen then. He said, conformance said, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. So we should look at the way the father and the son had a relationship, and we should be pursuing that. And the first thing Jesus did in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, he got a first thing in the morning. The Bible said he'd get up before the sun came up. He said, I don't even want stuff to be, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want anything moving. I want a lot of movement. Amen. I want to control the movement. <laughs> you pray first thing in the morning because you control the movement. You don't want to be reactionary. Amen. Praise God. You want to be, be projecting ahead. This is how this day is going to go. This is how I'm going to set the course for the day. Amen. I'm not going to be reacting to drama. I'm gonna take authority over all the devil's work. I'm gonna take authority over all his, uh, all his activity in my affairs. I'm gonna take authority over him where it concerns my family. I'm gonna take authority over him where it concerns my finances. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the course for this day. I'm gonna take the will of God and set the course for this day so I'm gonna talk to him first thing in the morning. That's what he said I'm gonna do. Isaiah 50, verse 4, is the prayer life of Jesus, he said, the Father wakeneth me morning by morning. Every day, your day starts off with a miracle. Every day, your day starts off with a miracle so that you can have more today, (laughs) praise God, (laughs) more today than the ordinary. Come on now, you can live an extraordinary life and the the levels that God is ready, Heavenly Father is ready to propel you to, it's going to be distinction. But you got to have this relationship with him. Now, I can be a child of God and if I don't have a relationship with the Father, then I'm not going to have his intervention and my life can look just like everybody else that's living normal. I can be born again, but nobody know it. Amen. I can be born again, but the people don't know. I can be saved, my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but that's far as I went, and I'm not having intervention, so my life looks like everybody else's. Prayer is designed so that you can have private communication, but public manifestations. That's what it said in Matthew chapter 6. I don't have what I'm talking about in private showing up in the public. God wants your life to be a daily display and manifestation of the supernatural. My house shall be called a house of prayer. They're going to start saying people over there are talking to the heavenly father. We know they are because of the manifestations. And they say, Lord, teach us how to pray like you. Because we want manifestation. The weakest ministry in the church is the prayer ministry. That's why the church looks just like the world. The best attendance is Sunday morning. That's Father's house. Church, Ephesians chapter 2, round verse 22. I'm not going to turn that the Bible says we're being built up as a habit. We are the house, a spiritual house that's been built up for God to fellowship with him. Amen. So that when we come in and begin to worship him, we're talking to the Father. We're telling him this morning, you're perfect in all your ways. I'm talking about how you deal with me. You are excellent in how you deal with me. You, you, we was telling him this morning, I don't know if you missed it or not, but we was telling him this morning, you are excellent in how you deal with me yes. in all your ways. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever I need, you are there for me. Whenever I need peace, is there. Whenever I need joy, is there. You are excellent in all your ways. And when you did it with me, no weapon formed against me can prosper. No tongue that rise up against me can prove to be right. It'll be shown to be wrong because nobody has my destiny but you. People can slander and talk about it. But those words just fall to the ground. But the will of the Lord stands forever in my life. You're perfect in all your ways. Sickness can't come in and take over my body because your perfection and your ways brings it out of me. Destroys it. It's so important how you react. But that's Sunday morning in Father's house. Now this thing got it where they can't even come to the house no more. You covered when you come up in here. See, I'm talking about a covering prayer up in here. Amen. This is his house. Come on now. I'm saying that the, the church of the, the house of God is the church of the living. It's his house. So I ain't putting no beepers out there checking your temperature. am not checking your temperature. Y'all know something wrong with you or not. it's his house. But people think it's their house. Then you better put a beep out there. If it's yours, put a beep out there. The Bible says the only way that the enemy can overtake your house, he's got to be stronger than you. Come on, isn't that what it said? It was in Matthew 25. He says that, that, that if the strong man can be bound in his house then the enemy can overtake his house but if you're the stronger man in the house then he can't come in and bind you ain't no way no corona supposed to be running up in no house of the living god say amen to that no you think it's you don't believe it's his house you think it's your house you think it's just the building now we came together as the children of the living god and nothing can just run up in here and run up on somebody and overtake them in his house, if it's really his house. How do we know if it's your house? It's how you talk to him. You're perfect in all of your ways. Come on now. I ain't, I ain't singing a song. I'm at home in Father's house. Amen, that's been built up as a habitation for him. And if God is there, the Bible said, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy, and at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. And the hills melt like wax in the presence of God. And the light shine in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. So if it's the house of God, can no corona come up in there. If you praise in him, the Bible says when praises go up, blessings come down. You can fix it right now. Just give God some praise. The Bible says praise steals the enemy and the avenger. You can make Corona be still and know that he's God. (laughs) I'm trying to help you this morning. We're trying to get more. We're trying to live on another level. We're conforming to the image of his son. Did you lose your little wristband? WWDW? What would Jesus do? <laughs> Did you lose your band? He's conforming you to the image of his son. And his son would get up every morning. No plague shall come down my dwelling. See, I'm setting the course for today. I don't care if it's the first variant, the second variant. No plague. I receive power. I receive power today. I told you, get up every day and say, I receive power. I receive power to live. Praise God. It took power to move you this morning. But you got to participate once God touches you in the morning. When God touches you to start a new day, as Isaiah 50, verse 4, when he touches you to start a new day, you need to start participating. Because it's a miracle that he touched you. The book of Acts says, in him we move. The reason why you're moving this morning is because God's will for you to move. It's God's will for you to be here, And now you've got to start participating in your own redemption. And the way you do that is you use your faith. And faith means to take what is mine. You know the reason why you're not going to grab this bottle of water? Because it ain't yours. It's just straight old country ain't yours. So I don't need you looking at it, feeling thirsty. There's water found out there. Because it's mine. And I take it. I don't ask for it. I take it. And faith is a taker of what's yours. People don't understand that. I mean, the church don't. They don't. even. The word ask don't mean to beg. It means to demand and take what is yours. You're supposed to say, I take my healing today. I take wholeness today. I get up every day, I take provision." I take it. Look what it says right here. It says, verse 30, More whom he predestined, he also called. And whom he called, he justified. Come on now. I called you and I justified you. I made you right with me. I justified you with me. You and I are in good relations. Come on now. If God justified you, who can condemn you? Come on, that's right, that's right. Come on now, it, 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 it's the blood of His Son that cleans me. I'm not dependent on somebody else's mindset to cleanse me or to justify me. I'm looking at the blood of Jesus. I'm looking at what He justified me with and cleans me. He said, "I called you home, then I justified you." Come on now, that's not the end of it though. And whom he justified. That means go get your stuff. Go get your stuff. He glorified you. Come on now. But if you're going to receive all that, you want to talk to him every day. Because that's been in the Bible over 2,000 years. But <laughs> well, somebody said this. Somebody just going to read this one day. Because Jesus said, I'm coming back for a glorious church. Without spot or wrinkle. That's got to be a church that's talking to him every day. I see a wrinkle, I let him press it out. I see a spot, I let him get that off. Amen. He's the remover of wrinkles and spots, not you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And then he glorified. Glory means that the presence of God is there. Amen. Now, his presence is always there. The psalmist said, if I go to the highest of heights, you are there. If I go to the depths of the earth, you are there. From the east to the west, you are there. You are omnipresent. It is nowhere I can go that you are not there. So the issue is not whether God is there. The issue is, is he showing up? Glory means God is showing up in your life. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) When in the book of Sam, I believe Second 2 Samuel, uh, 2 Samuel, Obed-Edom took the Ark of the Covenant to his house. Took the Ark of the Covenant to his house because David didn't want it at that particular time. David didn't want the Ark of the Covenant which represented the presence of God when people were obedient. You can have that Ark and get whooped from one side of the street to the other. The ark represented the presence of God when you were obedient and living in his plan. And so the Bible said the ark of the covenant went to Obed-Edom's house because a man just died trying to carry the thing because he carried it out of God's will. And David got so displeased and displeasured about that event, he just left the ark and went on back to, went on back to his house. And they took the ark, the presence of God, to Obed-Edom's house, and the blessings started hitting They said even his cats and dogs are blessed. (laughs) Everything in his house is blessed because now the presence is showing up. Amen. The glory is, the glory means God's presence is manifesting and it only manifests in blessing. And one of the ways it manifests that we want is that we're changing to the image of Christ. Don't come to church and try to stay the same. Don't come to church try to live the same way. Yeah. Father is maturing his church yeah. when we come here. Yeah. Yeah. Father is correcting his church yeah. when we come here yeah. so we don't look like the world. Yeah. Why would the world come when we're doing the same thing they're yeah. doing? They don't need coming in here. Same thing happening out there is happening in here. If we are not living So that the presence can manifest. You're living for manifestations. You are living for manifestations. God said I want fruit in your life. I want glory showing up in your life. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Come on now. that, that That is the great mystery. Can the glory really show up in you? Can the glory really show up in me? That is the plan of god he said i called you and i hadn't stopped there i justified you i didn't stop right there i glorified you i'm i'm expecting some manifestations to come out of your i'm expecting some distinction to come out of your life i'm expecting for you to be noticed in this generation i'm expecting you to be the salt in this generation the light in this generation. I want the world to know that I haven't left it. I'm here and I'm manifesting myself in the presence where I'm on it. Glorified you, and he said, "Now listen." He said, "I ain't gonna glorify you. I called you past tense. I justified you past tense. I glorified you." Past tense. I got to take my stuff. I got to take my calling. I got to take my justification. And then I got to take my glorification. And when you take all three of them, you ain't going to look the same. No, you don't. You don't look the same. I'm taking my stuff. I don't want to be like the world. I want, I want distinction. I don't want to go through what they go through. I don't want to be feeling what they are feeling. I don't want to be living on the level they're living on. I'm not trying to do that. I live in a different house. I come to this house for a reason. I come to this house for distinction. I come to this house for change. I come to this house because I want the goodness of God working in my life while I'm living in this land. David said, if if we hadn't seen the goodness of God, if we hadn't had that, we'd have perished. It would have been over a long time ago if it had not been for Jesus. Look what it says right here. It says right, what shall we say to these things? Say something. Come on now. Are you talking about your calling? I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and I've been put in the kingdom of his dear son. Some things have happened to me. There's a change that's overcome me. I'm not the same person I used to be and I'm, transfer- and I'm translating every day. Every day, transformation is taking place in my life. Every day, I'm getting hungrier from God than i ever been. Every day, I got more passionate for the word. Every day, I want to hear his word. Every day, his word is sweeter to me than it was yesterday. I love talking to the father. I'm glad I can look to the hills and begin to talk to the heavenly father. I'm glad I can call for my provision. Every day, something is happening in my life. I'm conforming to the image of his son. You can't stay the same. Either you being more like the world or you being more like Jesus. Yeah. There is no middle ground. There is no fence. Either you going for it all or you going back. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about going back, you don't know you're going back. Sometimes people don't even know they failed a class until they got an F. Right. <laughs> it's the end of the semester. What? It's their whole school year to go back. <laughs> what? Got to take it over. <laughs> because backsliding is so sneaky. It is. <laughs> I mentioned that last week. I was at, it was at Terra County Convention Center. Kenneth Copeland got him preached on the blood cover, the most powerful message i ever heard in my life. I preached over two hours. I never moved because the power of God was in that room. It was the most transformation message I ever heard in my life. I still got the message next to my bedside almost 30 years later. I kept it because it was cassette then. He He said things I've never heard a man say. It changed my life. I got back off the plane. I told Pastor Cynthia, I said, I'm a different man. Has there anything ever happened to you that made you different? Yeah. Yeah. You're not the same anymore. Yeah. So you gotta have in, d- divine encounters with the supernatural that change you. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible said that King Saul had an encounter with the anointed and it turned him into another man. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be something different than God anyway. People have accepted they're supposed to be something different than God, but the Bible said in Genesis chapter one, He said, "Let us make man like us." So you're really being recreated. You already been created, but now the creation failed, so Jesus had to come so you could be recreated in His image and likeness. God has already created man once like Him. And man decided he wanted to be his own god. So many Christians today are making the same decisions that Adam made. Genesis chapter three. He made a decision through the deception of Satan. I'm gonna be my own person. I'm not going to acknowledge him in all my ways. I'm not going to talk to him in the morning. I'm not going to seek his kingdom first. I'm not going to put his word as the first course in my life. I'm not going to acknowledge him in all my ways. I'm going to do my own thing with a cross on my neck. And then people want to, then people with darkness comes and it didn't take it low from Genesis chapter 3, chapter 6. The Bible said by the time we get to chapter 5 and chapter 6 that man could not think any thought but evil backsliding is when the world consumes your thought life more than the word so when you talk the word don't come out of you when we see you in situations we don't see the word coming out of you and we don't see the actions of the word coming out of you you just decided to be your own god somewhere and you slid away from god was at Tarrant County Convention Center. There was a preacher in our room. He got up that night, because I mean, I'm telling you, I couldn't even feel my body. God says, I'm so committed to you. Don't you ever doubt me under any pressure for the rest of your life. You stand with me and you believe me. No matter how dark it looks, no matter how peril it looks, you stand with me. Yeah. Having done all, you stand with your laws going about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your shoes shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. You stand no matter what it looks like. Amen. That is your responsibility to participate in redemption from redeeming you to bringing you back to where you're supposed to be, you must believe me, I will have your participation and your participation, you will trust me if it looks like it's failing, you will trust me. If it looks like you're going to lose, you will still trust me. You will stand still and see the salvation of God. You will know that I am God, and I promise you something. I will not lie to you. If I've got to have divine intervention, miracle signs and wonders, if I've got to cause heaven to, to come down to this planet, you better stand. Couldn't even feel my body. I got back off the plane, I looked at, it, I said, I'm a totally different man. I'll never be the same again. Something's gotta happen in your life. Amen. You gotta get to a place where you draw so close to God. Yeah, Lord. You can't change unless you're close to Him. Because of far away from Him, there's too much distraction. Yeah, yeah. It's too much world when yeah, you're yeah, far yeah, away yeah. from God. Right. It's too much. Yeah. But the Bible said, if you draw not to me, I get close to you. You got to get up every day and practice a closeness with God and it's called your prayer life. The weakest minister in the church is prayer. The weakest minister in the church is practicing being close to God. We will preach, we will sing, we'll give our money, we'll have this auxiliary, we'll do this, but when it comes to talking to him in private, the church is making an F. How long can you go making Fs thinking you're passing when you're failing? We can't preach without praying. We can't sing without praying. We can't serve without praying. That's why the church has so much strife in it because it's trying to do the God's job too close to the world. Praying man has stopped sinning. Praying man has stopped sinning because he's getting so close to God. He's becoming like him. So he's easy, he's quick to prayer, he's easy to forgive, he's quick to walk in love, he's quick to hear, he's slow to speech. But a sinning man, you ain't got to rob a bank to be in sin, that you just don't talk to your daddy. All the things that happen because of that is just a byproduct. All the rest of the works of the flesh is just a byproduct because nobody's talking to their father and spending time with him responds like that. And a praying man has stopped sinning, and a sinning man has stopped praying. And so, the ministry that the devil wants us to stop more than any other ministry, I don't want you in his presence. I don't want you talking to him. We got back to our room that night in Tarrant County Convention Center. One of the pastors went out on the deck. I thought he was gonna get us arrested or threw out of the hotel. But he just threw a fit. It's almost like a maniac fit. I ain't never seen a man do it in my life. He start turning the tables over. Them tables are not yours. They belong to the hotel. They probably wouldn't have gave us room. We knew you was gonna, they knew you was gonna do that. <laughs> there was four of us in the room, they didn't have a bed for me, so I slept on the wall in the, a, in a, next to the wall in a rollaway bed. If it means getting closer to him, I do whatever it takes. God was going. I didn't even know He talked to people like that. Come out of there on the fourth night. I clearly could see it. Nothing shall be impossible to the believer. Nothing. I told her I'm a different man. And we will never fail to receive God's best. Ever again in our life. Next day, I went to church with this preacher. He done rearranged the furniture out there on the patio. He yelled and screamed. He beat on the walls and windows and bars and kicked and screamed. First, we were laughing. But when it kept going on, five minutes. Ten minutes? We said, should we call somebody? <laughs> He's losing it. I never even shared that part till this week. And I went out to the lunch with him. I said, I said, what happened to you out there? He said, Keith, I was so backslidden. The presence of God manifested so powerfully last night. And I realized how far I was from God. That's how I reacted. Because I was living and I'm the pastor and I was being gypped. So that means my whole church was. You can get up every Sunday and just go through the motions. Go through your little job. Go do your little thing live your life just motionless with God but moving with tasks and assignments but none of it's been orchestrated by prayer. It's not the preaching ministry determines if we're walking with God. It's not the singing ministry determines if we're walking with God. We should know that by now. How many preachers have hit the dust and Singers have hit the dust. We should know that. That your talent can take you into the presence of men. But only prayer brings you into the presence of God. The church has been trying to sell off talent, singing talent, preaching talent. There's no miracles, there's no signs, no wonders, there's no power, there's no change. Because it's not Father's house. It's just a house where they just come do their thing, and then they leave, pack their Bibles in the trunk, don't talk to him at all, so consumed with what they're doing. And then when trouble hits, they want to know where's God what happened in Genesis chapter 6 the bible said men start calling on god cuz it got too dark it said i was so backslidden i didn't know it the church is running from the very thing god promised them deliverance from they're running from things that god promised them i will deliver you from this i will not allow this to come into your life I'll take sickness and disease. I'll take it from your midst. It shouldn't even be in your midst. It ain't going to be even for, I'll take, I'll move it. That's the God I serve. It's the one I call on. I'm going to take it from the midst of you. You ain't going to be passing it to each other. Blowing on each other. God, the church ought to be living with, but it's so far from it. The church ought to be kicking and screaming and turning over tables and beating on the walls and screaming because it's so backslidden. (laughs) Wednesday night, you may get half of your church back for Bible study. You might get half. You may get half of the children back, but if you call a prayer meeting, you will get less than 10% of the people that say they are God's children. Jesus told 500 people to meet him in the upper room. The book of Acts, you he, he see, he, the, after his passion and after his resurrection, he began to walk through Jerusalem and he picked out certain witnesses and he picked out 500 people that were bear witness of his resurrection. And he told 500 of them to meet me in Jerusalem in the upper room for prayer. And only 120 of them showed up. That's the resurrected Jesus. That's the Jesus with the nail prints in his hand. That's the Jesus with the spear in his side and the thorn prints on his head. That's the resurrected Jesus. Because people are made in the image of God, they can resist him because they are in the God class. The worst thing you can do in life is resist God. It will cost you your life. It'll cost you your life of sin and rebellion. And it'll cause you more than you want to pay, keep you longer than you want to stay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that man's out there beating on that. I don't want to live like that, Lord. I don't want to live like it. And that's been your life you need to change. You need to realize the hand that touched you this morning was the hand mm-hmm. from heaven. Uh-huh. Amen. And if you just say thank you this morning. Thank you. Lord. Thank you yes, Lord. For waking me up. They used to sing a song like I want to thank you. For waking me up this morning. And starting me on my way. May the Lord God bless you real good. Amen. Look at this: what he says right here. He says. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us. Can Corona. If he's for me. This is where I'm living. Yeah. I don't live in the 6 o'clock news. Amen. Amen. I do not live in the news at 6 and 10. I live in the news at 831. <laughs> the good news at Romans 831. That's where I live at. Yeah. And I got to ask myself, what if God be for me, that, that, it, that he going to come fight when it's a fight. Yeah. He's going to come help me when I need help. Yeah. He's going to come strengthen me when I need strength. Amen. He's going to give me wisdom when I need guidance. He's going to show me the way if I seem lost. If God be for me, it's got to be answered person by person, church by church. If God be for us, who? Who coming up in here? There's no name. (laughs) There's a name that is above every name that at the name of jesus yes. come on now there's a name that is above every name and that name is for me yes. that at the name of jesus every knee has to bow yes. right. every tongue has got to confess yes. and corona they gave it a name yes. That's right. you ought to walk up this morning and say you bowing yes. to the name of jesus yes. right. hey. sickness is bowing to the name of jesus Cancer is bowing yeah. to the name of Jesus. Yeah. He touched me this morning yeah. and started me on my way yeah. and I can't be stopped because he's for me. Amen. Amen. If you're worried about it, get up and say you're for me this morning. You are for me. And every knee shall bow. Every name shall bow to the name of Jesus. You tell Corona, you're bowing today. There's a whole lot of ways you can do it. I'm delivered from every evil work. Come on now. I'm delivered from it, all of it. Train wrecks, car crashes, crazy people. I'm delivered from all of it. Every evil work. I pray that over you. I don't let stuff slip. I not want no emergencies from you. It makes my day longer. Yeah. So I say something over you before the devil can get to you. Delivered. Don't mess with somebody else. Right. <laughs> Go mess with somebody. Delivered right. from every evil work. Right. Kept, yeah. preserved, uh-huh. protected yeah. with God's power. Hey. And if God be for you, yeah. and if His power is working yeah. for you. His promotion is working for you. His increase can work in you. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah. No man. I op- Behold I open the door for you. And no man can shut it. You're going to live the good life. Amen. Father wants you to live. Yeah. That's what it says right here. I'm trying to get down to this one verse. God be for us. Who can be against us? See, this is where you ought to start laughing. Uh-huh. Who? And if the devil show you something, that's when you start laughing. Okay. Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> who? Yeah. Who? Bible said God sits in the heavens and laughs, yeah. cause there ain't no who. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's good. So you ought to start laughing too, Amen. and just go. Doctor Jacob told me. He said, "Keith, go, go live the biggest dream. Are you living a dream? Did God show you something. Go live the biggest dream. In the last days, I'll pull out my spirit upon all flesh, and my sons and daughters, they should be receiving dreams, visions. I'm gonna be showing them some things. I'm gonna be showing them some glory." I'm going to be showing them some things that I have not seen, no ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man. But God has prepared them for us. This is your time. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is your time to show up. This is your time. Go live the biggest dream. Go do what they said you couldn't do. Go possess what they said you couldn't have. Reach a level that they never dreamed you'd go to. Let God turn you into something because he's for you. Amen. He said it right now, and he said, he, and he spared not his own son. I will sacrifice him so you can live. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna give you their children. That's right. Keisha and Bradford wouldn't give you tutu. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't give you, they wouldn't give you tutu because you was having a hard day you just going to have a hard day. He's going to have a hard day. He's the only grandson that ain't, and grandchild ain't spending the night at my house because they ain't letting Tutu out. I said, why don't you let Tutu stay? They love Tutu. He may be 22 <laughs> before he spends the night. What? Right. <laughs> going in there don't let him out of their they don't let him out of their sight you're the same way about your children those of you that have them yeah now Caleb's children they all done slept with me even me me they left me me they left me me at my house but Tutu, <laughs> they would not spare Tutu. <laughs> I said, why don't you let him stay? Now, he's eating all our donuts up. We had these big donuts, big giant yeast donuts from Five Daughters. Anybody had them donuts from Five Daughters? We go, yeast, vegan donuts. He saw that donut, and I said, you staying tonight, aren't you? He ate all my donuts. and ate pastor sent the donuts. Then his mama left. He left with her. <laughs> he ate and ran. Then I let you have him. He's the only grandchild that never changed his diaper. I never changed his diaper. Cause they won't let you. They won't let you keep him. They will not let you keep it. But the Bible said that he spared not his own son, but delivered him up, allowed him to be crucified, allowed him to become sin. That he took the sin off us and put it on him. He spared not his own son. Somebody's got to get to know this, daddy. Somebody's got to get to know this, father. He who knew no sin, the book of Romans said, became sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God. The Bible said that he took iniquity off us and laid it on him. Not your sins for yesterday, today and forever. That's why he said, I justified you. I didn't spare him, I justified you. I didn't spare him, I glorified you. I took all of your faults forever and laid him on my only begotten son. This is my beloved son. This is the son I love. I love him with the love of God. But I'm missing some sons. And if I have to sacrifice this one to get the other ones back, how important are you really to God. How important are you really to him? I will sacrifice him. So God told Abraham, now I know you fear me. But you offered up your son. That's what made Ab- Abraham so great. He offered up his son in a covenant act with God. And bound God to a covenant that if humanity ever needed his son, that God would have to give his son. And Abraham received his son raised back from the dead. Yeah. God foreshadowing that I could sacrifice my son, but I'll raise him from the dead. And he'll be the firstborn among many brethren. Yes. The Bible said he took our sin and became sin. And said on the cross, my God, didn't even call him daddy anymore. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that you would never feel like God has forsaken you. I don't care what you go through. I don't care how deep and dark your doctor's report is. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you till the end of the world. I'm standing with you kind of relationship Jesus bought for us yeah. through his death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, he spared not his own son. He took our place in the beating, took our place on the cross, took our place in the grave, yeah. took our place in hell, yeah. took yeah. our yeah. place yeah. in death. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. did not spare him yeah. Yeah. so I can call you, so I can justify you, yeah. 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 so that I can glorify you. There's some things waiting for you. And so, that's some glory way don't you yeah. Christ in you the hope of glory which means God is trying to treat you and I just like him yeah. seated him in heavenly places uh-huh. seated you right with him you. made you an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ yeah. Thank you, you got to think different about you yes. right. As brother Caleb said this morning. you got to think different about you now the work is finished this work is finished. Don't wait till you feel glorified. Just take it. Yeah. Don't wait till you feel justified. Just take it. Yeah. Don't wait on your feelings. That's right. Look what he says right here, and I'm done. He's spared, but delivering him up for us all. There's nobody on this planet that God didn't give his best to. What's the difference? We got some takers and some rejecters. Amen. We got some takers. Takers are people who talk to the Father all day long. They're constantly taking. Because this is what he said. If he delivered him up for us, how shall he not? How can he say this is off limits. Okay. How can he say that's too expensive? How can he say that's too much? If he gave us his son, how shall he not? Freely. 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 Yeah. So your healing is free. Yeah. You see the answer. Yeah. You just got to. He said, I prepared a table for you. Right there in the presence of your enemies. Yes. And anoint your head with hold. Yes. You got to take it. Yes. So I get up in the morning. I say I take my healing. I take wholeness. I take what's mine. How shall he not. With him. Also. Not just give me him. But also. Freely. Give us. All. Things. Things. Good things. Good things. Is a house a thing? I ain't talking about no, that's why he said I'm going to give you good things, a goodly house, not the one you in. Maybe you might be in a good one, I don't know. God don't want his children driving all the oil leakers. That's somebody else's car. That's somebody else. You just don't know it right now. That's somebody else's car. Lift your hands to heaven. Things about ready to change you.